Christmas is around the corner. I am happy to have you back for part two of Priceless Backstories with Tanya Motorin. Tanya serves with Athletes in Action on staff at UCLA, where she mentors and disciples women athletes to follow Jesus, and she helps them in how to make disciples on their team. Tanya played soccer at Pepperdine University, and she's originally from the LA area. She's written a book called Covered, My Breast Cancer Journey and Practical Insight for Yours. Tanya's a good friend of mine. I cannot wait for this book to get on the shelves of Amazon and Target and others. As she says, this is the book I wish I had had. Without further ado, let's listen in for part two of Tanya's backstory of why it's essential to have an A-team and insights on how to practically navigate the cancer journey for yourself and those in your community. You know, just holding that loss or disappointment and hope is a real part you know, of our story. And so you had an A-team, like, I know that was a big part for you that played in. You said there's some essentials in the journey. Um, would you tell us more about some of those essentials? If, if you want to lean in there to your A-team or any practical things that would be beneficial for women to hear, um, on this podcast. Yeah, I think, yeah. So moving into more like the practical side of my book, um, I, I do talk about, um, having your A team, right? So like having this team of people that are going to get you through it. And it reminds me of the story of the paralytic, right? Mm -hmm. And there, he has his friends on, on four, on the four corners of his mat and carrying him to Jesus. And there were so many days and just so just such long stretches of time during this, this journey where I was like, I want to be with him, but I can't get there. And I mm. need these people. Right. And so some of those people were just the experts in their field, like my breast surgeon or my oncologist or radiation oncologist, you know, um, even the technicians, like just caring for me and, and finding like the, the best people to, to do, to, to do, to do what they do. Right. Um, but then also just find, Finding, finding the the right friends too. And, you know, it's interesting because when you go through something like this, it's very difficult for the person going through it, obviously, but it's, it's excruciating for the people around them too, mm. you know, and like everyone reacts to tragedy and, you know, a diagnosis like this very differently. And, to be honest, there were some friends that, that I expected would be there for me. And I thought these are the people, you know, these are going to be the people that carry me there. These are going to be the people on my four corners of my mat. And some of them just weren't, you know, maybe it was because of circumstances that they were going through in their lives. Maybe it was just too hard for them. Um, to watch me struggling. And, you know, so I think um, just recognizing that sometimes like God is, yes, we need to be active and, and asking for help. Um, but also God will lead you or, or lead them to you. Sometimes um, there was a friend of mine that I had known from college um, and like, you know, so we had moved back to California right after my diagnosis. And so I had a lot of people that, that I knew in this area, but with the LA traffic, um, it's not like, 
I don't know. It's just far, you know, like, even though they're not that far, it's like, it'll take an hour to get there, you know, because of the traffic and whatnot. But, um, one friend, friend that I'm thinking of in particular, my friend Liberty, um, she just showed up for me, you know, and she was checking in and she was caring for me and loving on me. And I, out of all the people in my life, you know, know, and moving back to California, I never would have been like, oh, it's going to be Liberty. I mean, Mm -hmm. we just barely talked like we were, yeah, we weren't like this tight, we didn't have like this tight friendship or something. Um, and so it was just really cool to see God's goodness, um, caring for me and, and through that, through that A team. And like one of the, one of the elements of the A team too, is just like finding fun friends. Mm -hmm. Um, like it was such a gift to me, like being new, um, in back to California. Like I'd never lived here with my family. I had only lived here with my family, you know, my, my family of origin. Um, and, and I was single when I lived here. And so now like my kids are in school and whatnot. So anyway, like my son was in kindergarten when we moved back and, some of the moms had approached me and others and they're like, Hey, we want to have a a mom's night out and let's do this. And I was like, Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm like, this is exactly what I need. And the whole night they all knew they all, I think I was even at that point, like wearing my wig and they all knew like what I was going through and no one mentioned cancer once. And it was like the greatest gift for Mm. me. Like we just got to like, have some wine, enjoy a great meal, laugh so hard. And Mm -hmm. I remember Nikita, like calling one of my friends because he had texted me and he couldn't get a hold of me for some reason. (laughs) And I think I was just having too much fun. And so then he like contacted one of them and was like, are you, is Tanya with you? Is she okay? (laughs) Um, But it was just so great to like, have a, have a stinking break from cancer, you know, like, have a place where, okay, I don't have to talk about it for, mm. for a few hours, you know, and that was such a gift for me. And, you know, and then there's going to be other times when, you know, you need to have a friend to just cry to and, and, and go deep and talk like, I freaking hate this. And I, I can't, I can't get out of bed today. Mm. Um, so, so that kind of thing. Another thing I talk about is just really giving yourself permission right. To be right where you're at. And, you know, I even, I I even put in there like a sample permission slip, like fill it out, give yourself permission and you fill in the blank, like permission to not have the same capacity that you had before all of this permission to take a break, you know, go to the beach for the day or, um, you know, I, I don't know, just any fill in the blank, anything that you may need. And it, it's going to be different for everyone. And it's even for me, it was different from day to day, but really being in tune with, you know, the Holy spirit and, and also just my own needs and recognizing mm-hmm. like, yeah, right now I don't, I don't want to be around people. I just, Nikita, can you take the kids? Can you field any calls or any people that are bringing over meals? I don't want to interact with anyone. I just need to be with God or other days when I was like, I need to go for a walk or I need to, um, 
grab a bite to eat with someone and Mm. yeah, it just varied from day to day. So giving yourself permission, um, to be just wherever you are on a given day. Yeah. You know, Nikita, um, I love that in in the end of your book, you have an area where you allow Nikita to share his thoughts of what it's like as your husband and kind of briefly his journey in this. And one thing that he talks about is how he gave himself permission as well as a husband, you know, so how you mentioned how it impacts yourself, but also your family, you know, and how you guys are in it together. And, but for him to say, yeah, I'm going to go surfing one day, you know, like, just what are the things as the woman who, who has the cancer journey, the diagnosis, um, but also, also for the family, you know, for him to say, I had to kind of gauge, what do I need? How can I best serve my wife? And in the midst of that, what are moments where maybe I need to get filled up because I'm pouring out a, not, a lot into our family. And I love how also, you know, as, as um, people get your book, like a copy, like they, they're going to get to see also in their, your kid's perspective of what it was like for them and, and what it was like to hear news from mom and dad and just how hard it was and how they, you know, as elementary or middle school kids, like how they were navigating um, personally in, in very different ways, the realities um, of what you're going through. And um, they talk about family fun day. Like that's another thing that you talk about in your book that just give, you give really great ideas as women are saying, I, I don't know what to do today. You know, if they buy a copy of your book, they'll be able to see like maybe some of the things along the way for you that really helped. How did you pick out a wig? You know, just these real life things mm-hmm. that, like you said, if, if we haven't known someone in the same position, it's really, I would imagine it's really hard to know how to navigate just day in and day out. So yeah. but I love that you get your family's perspective, um, even in how they were able to get filled up in the midst of carrying it with you, you know, as a family. And yeah. one thing I would love for you to touch on, um, as we're wrapping up here, just a couple things. One is, um, that there is a village that God had placed around you. And so as, um, as people are listening and maybe thinking like, I have a friend who has recently found out that they have cancer or a family member. Um, what are some of the do's and don'ts? Like, don't give us the whole list. There's a a very extensive list in your book that I think is so incredibly helpful. Like I never would have thought the color pink would have showed up on that list. Right. But what are just a couple things that for you, at least you would say are, were some really helpful do's and don'ts for your village as as friends and family are saying, how do I come alongside you? Um, would you share a few of those with us? Yeah. Um, I do love the color pink, but now <laughs> it's like, it's taken on a whole nother meaning. I'm like, yes, send me anything pink, please. Um, yeah, I think some of the do's and don'ts, like, I don't know, some of them seem so obvious, but yeah, like one time I was, I was at someone's house and, you know, I think people, I think people kind of like freeze up and, and they, it's like, they don't know what to say. So then they're like, oh, she has cancer. They're thinking in their head, she, well, she had cancer. I'm going to tell her a story about this other woman that had cancer. And, you know, I get that. Like they want to be able to relate to you. Right. But the story ended with this woman dying and I'm like, guys, this is not what I need. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I had to it, it end up like excusing myself 
myself from the conversation, you know, not like it wasn't like abrupt, but I was just like, I need, I need out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, that's just, that's just not what someone needs, right? Like, like if you don't, if you haven't gone through it or you don't know what this person is experiencing, it's okay, but don't, don't feel like you have to try to understand it. Um, okay. you know, you can, you can ask questions, you can be curious. Um, but, but yeah, don't feel like you have to relate in some way. Right. Okay. Um, but also recognizing too, that just because I'm going through, you know, treatment or, you know, I just had surgery or whatever. Yes. Cancer is a part of my story, but cancer is not who I am. Right. I I'm so much more than this, this element of my story. Hmm. And, and I think like, that was one thing that was hard for me that, you know, I didn't want to just get pigeonholed and labeled as like a cancer survivor. And that's, Mm. that's my story. Like there's so much more to who I am and God is not done writing my story. And I'm so thankful that I'm here and that I have more time. Um, but yeah, just recognizing like, there's so much more to that person. And so kind of be curious about everything, not just about this one season of life for that person. It's really good. Even like Jenny's ice cream, is that, or was there a certain type of ice cream for you that kind of blessed you one day? Oh, um, yeah, actually. So it wasn't Jenny's, although we do love Jenny's ice cream, but, um, so Ben and Susie Thomas, which, you know, um, they went through their own cancer journey with Susie and, they, so we all met in Ohio. Right. And so there's graders ice cream in Ohio and they, they're, you know, living overseas and in Rwanda. And one day we get this package and it's graders ice cream. And I'm like, what, what is going on? Right. And I, and so like, I opened the package and the there's like a note from them. It, it said something like, you know, ice cream, not that ice cream makes everything better, but like there's <laughs> some days that you just need ice cream, you know, something like that. And I was just like, I never would have expected like, oh yeah, ice cream is what you should bring someone. But it, mm. it was just like so beautiful. And to someone that like, she's been through it right. Their family has been through it. So they, they get that. And, but it wasn't something magical, like that only cancer survivors know about, you know, it was just like, honestly, I feel like learning to listen to the Holy spirit and asking him, what does this person need? How can I care for her right now? And then just doing it Hmm. right. Like, instead of saying, Hey, can I bring you dinner? Because some people it's really hard for them to receive. So instead of saying, Hey, can I bring you dinner? Change the wording and say, Hey, I'm going to bring you dinner. I'm going to, I'm making chili. I'm going to make extra. What time can I bring it over? Hmm. What day can I bring it over? What's convenient for you? Cause I'm going to make you dinner. Right. And it might feel intrusive, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't be pushing, pushing this on this person. But, um, I think that, that, that was really helpful for me when people Mm. were like, I'm going to do this. 
you don't have, you don't have a choice. I'm going to care for you. Right. Um, cause sometimes you do begin to feel like a burden and, but in reality, like these people that are watching you suffer, like they're suffering too. And they, they need something to do to care for you in a tangible way you know to mm. help lighten your load and not that it's not that some chili or ice cream is going to fix it or some flowers you know but like all of those touch points reminded me you're not alone tanya mm. you're you're seen and you're known and even these people from far away are sending an in and out gift card or mm. you know just something to let you know that they're with you in it even mm. even though they're far away and that was really beautiful and mm. and honestly just like tangible reminder that that god is with me you know it's really god caring for me through them mm. yeah that is super helpful to know your know your person and ask the lord what's one way i can bless them today and to really help alleviate, you know, sometimes I can see why it would be hard to know what you need or even to receive. It's just, yeah, I just hear you saying it's very overwhelming. Like that's an understatement, but, but not to be afraid to reach out. And I think some of us do like for myself, like it's easy to get stuck and like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And yeah, that's so helpful, Tanya. Well, um, thank you. I would love for you to, um, finish this out by giving us, you've given us some great God perspective. Um, just this past week, you shared with me about the tapestry and that analogy and how that's really played into the way that you viewed, um, you have viewed this season of your life, but also your story, your journey and who God is. Would you um, kind of finish this out just by sharing with us about the tapestry and how that's impacted your view of God? Yeah. I mean, probably the majority of us have heard that analogy before, you know, but just like the messiness and brokenness of our lives and, you know, the back of the tapestry is messy. It looks knotted. It looks chaotic. Right. And, you know, that's what, what we're seeing. And we see those broken, those broken pieces and those threads that seem to lead to nothing. And yeah. And yet God sees the bigger picture. And, and I think that that's what I had to come to this point was that, you know, I, if God is allowing this, there must be something that I don't know, right? There must be something that I can't see that, that he can, mm. right? And, and so just recognizing that, like, this isn't just random it's not just a test, right? It's um, all of this is part of our story and part of this beautiful, really tapestry and this picture that he is painting of our lives. And it doesn't just say like, oh, look how strong we are. Or look at what we've endured, but it's allowing our lives to be a reflection of, of his handiwork. And the, the work that he's doing in and through us and, and mm -hmm. how beautiful and amazing he is. And it, it, you know, I, 
I'm not going to lie. Like it's, it's really hard on, on some days and you just feel like this is pointless and I, I don't know what you're doing, God, you know, mm. but he will give you glimpses of that tapestry and just mm. like, um, glimpses of, of where he's heading, heading and, and where he's taking you. And that, that's really beautiful. And, you know, I won't go into the whole thing, but in my book, I talk about the story of Lazarus and, you know, just like Mary and Martha being so upset and wondering like, where were you God? Like if you were here, this wouldn't have happened, you know, and, and God's just plan and, and, and compassion for them, but also recognizing I have such a bigger story to tell through Lazarus. It's not just about him. It's not just about you guys. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if we allow him, he, he wants to show his goodness and his, beauty to the world, even mm. through our brokenness. Mm, amen. Well, Tanya, I am so glad to be your friend and I'm really grateful for you and just that you're willing to not only keep your story to yourself, but to share, share with, share with our podcast listeners, like really to share your story and ultimately God's story of what he's doing through you. And honestly, it genuinely is, I'm not trying to be cliche, but it's genuinely priceless. There's mm. so much value to what you shared. And I think they're, are women who for sure have been inspired today and, and hopefully prayerfully God will help them to be seen and, and loved and known and, and, um, and even prayerfully unstuck. So, um, would you take a moment and just pray, um, for our listeners or anyone who may be battling cancer right now? Like, would you be willing to do that to close us out? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. God, I thank you so much for this space and this opportunity, Lord, to, to hang out with Amy and get to talk about you and our stories and just like what you're, what you're doing and, and, and how you lead us through the valley of shadow, of shadow of death, um, at different times, Lord. And yet it's not for no reason, right? You have purpose. And so I pray for anyone listening, God, um, it may not be cancer for them. Maybe it's another trial or, um, obstacle that they're facing and it doesn't make sense. And they don't know God, what you're doing or why you're allowing this. Um, I pray that you would draw near to them Lord and that you would remind them, God, that you were with them and therefore they can be strong and courageous. Mm. Um, so we thank you so much for your goodness, God. And, and thank you for, for being a God that, that draws near that, mm. um, goes through suffering yourself. And you're not just telling us from a distance, be strong, be courageous. Um, you've experienced it, God, you've gone through mm. that deep, deep suffering. And so thank you that, that you're with us in it and it won't always be this scary and it won't always be this hard. Um, but we love you, God, and we mm -hmm. thank you for your presence and your power and the plan that you continue to unfold in our lives. Mm -hmm. we love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for hanging out with us today and stay priceless. <laughs>